The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Clean flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which dogs are barking first? Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine, yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Jake Fromm. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Jake is at From Jake. Head on over to puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. Jake, week zero is here, man. We are recording this on an early Tuesday morning. Got some stuff to do this week, so I'll be a little bit out of town. But, man, starting next week, week one, two episodes a week. Week zero is here. I saw you last weekend in Athens. How are you, my man? Hey, doing good. Week zero, almost there. Let's go. Can't wait to the weekend. Absolutely. Hey, this episode of Punt and Pass is presented by our awesome friends over at Rectech. Rectech wood pellets, grills, and smokers are the highest quality grills on the market and exactly what you and your family need to get ready for football season and all of your tailgating adventures. Be the envy of any tailgate or home gate this football season with an ultimate tailgate or home gate bundle, which are available now on sale at rectech.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Also be able to be sure you follow Rectech on social media at Rectech underscore official on Twitter and Instagram. And if you listened last week, Jake, it went like semi-viral. We have gotten thousand over a thousand entries for the Let's Rectech go. giveaway. Big That's time. right. Rectech is giving away an unbelievable package to one punt and pass listener to get you ready for the 2022 college football season included in the giveaway is a Rectech RT1250 wood pellet smoker, a grill cover for that smoker, a 20-quart Rectech icer cooler, 80 pounds of Rectech Ultimate Blend wood pellets, and a rub and sauce bundle. This is unbelievable. It's the biggest giveaway we've ever done, and the response is showing that. Shout out to Rectech. Shout out to Jody Flanagan at BBQ Dad Jody on social media. And Rectech's going to be at the Chick-fil-A kickoff game weekend. They have a live activation in between Centennial Olympic Park and Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They'll be grilling. They'll be chilling. Go meet the Rectech team. They're giving stuff away as well. You will be able to smell them if you're walking around downtown Atlanta and you're headed to the game. So we'll keep you up to date on that. Rectech.com. Follow Rectech at Rectech underscore official. All right, man. Uh, it's the team meeting. 
let's dive right into it. You know, you and I were talking before the show. I was like, we got to keep these a little bit shorter. We're just rambling. There's something to talk about. (laughs) We need football games to start. That's it. So the first thing I'm going to address, though, is I saw you at the uh, Georgia scrimmage on Saturday, which was awesome. It was Letterman's weekend. You were down on the field. A a cooler fall day, right? I mean, late summer, early fall day. I heard I heard Kirby was like low key kind of pissed about it because yeah. you know when I, when I remember fall scrimmages I mean it's just hot it's brutal you know and he was kind of mad that the weather was nice you know so the guys basically didn't you know puke their brains out you know yeah no I mean it was great high energy um, end of camp for Georgia class started last week so that Saturday I think it was the second or third scrimmage is yep. when camp breaks those guys get to go back to their dorm rooms or if they live off campus and then you kind of get into the natural swing of things preparing for game week Kirby told the letterman that after Saturday's scrimmages all the focus was going to Oregon it was great to have him come talk to the letterman as well hell there had to be 150 200 lettermen show up we had lunch we had some uh, cold cold beverages up in the oh, west end okay. zone but it was great to see everybody the camaraderie the fellowship my favorite thing is i saw coach john casey jake who i know you know an absolute legend around georgia football and i was talking to him and i was like coach this is an unbelievable turnout how about this and he looked at me and he goes hey coach how many guys you think would be here if we went two and 10 last year? And I go, good point. You know, everybody wants to be attached to a winner, but it's a fun celebration of Georgia, especially the Letterman wanting to support this great storied program. And Kirby told everybody, he goes, I'm sick of this shit. We're moving on. It's 2022. Thanks for all the love, but we got work to do. Yeah. I mean, that's just typical, you know, coach smart, you know, being coach smart, you know, so you know, hey, look, that was great. You know, moving on. Which, I mean, gosh, there's there's a, a ton of truth to that too. You know, I mean, Absolutely. look, that, that was great. You know, you know, big high five, pat on the backs, everybody who was involved in that. But, um, I mean, there's high expectations. Uh, there's a target on their back. Uh, they got to get ready. So, you know, that that started with, you know, that scrimmage, and you know, having to get better that day. Yeah, I love the energy, love the intensity. Um, you could feel it when you were in the stadium. We'll get to that in just a little bit on first down. But one more thing I have to mention in the team meeting. And Jake, this is like kind of comical to a point, but man, I have to address it. I got so many people reaching out to me because <laughs> of some of the programmatic ads that have been running before or after punt and pass. Hey, just a word to our audience. If you don't hear me or Jake say it, we don't have control over it. Punt and Pass is syndicated on a regional and national network, meaning if you pull up Punt and Pass on your iPhone, on your Android, on Spotify, on iTunes, it's like turning on the TV or turning on the radio, okay? Yes, it's an election year. Yes, it's tough to get away from that nonsense. If you've ever listened to Punt and Pass in the past, you know that we do not talk about politics. <laughs> um, if you ever listened to Punt and Pass and seen some of the guests that we've had on, um, you would know that maybe which way I or other people who have been on this podcast do lean, but that's irrelevant, okay? If I am not reading a specific ad, we don't have anything to do with it. If it makes you so upset that you tweet at me, that you leave bad reviews for the podcast, and that you honestly are so disturbed by something that plays before a podcast starts, one, get a life, two, fast forward. Just press fast forward. Skip through it. Don't tell me that you've unsubscribed. Don't tell me that I have lost my dignity by selling my soul to a political ad. I don't do that. I even got a female who I would say is one of the most powerful females in the state of Georgia in the political scene, she texts me on Sunday morning and she goes, 
yo, I just turned on Punk Pass. What is going on? And I go, hey, listen, hey, I will try to figure out what the hell is going on, but please understand that that's just like turning on the radio. It's just yeah. like turning on the TV. If you watch Monday Night Football and a political ad comes up because you live in a hotly contested county, you're not going to stop watching ESPN. You yeah. might just go grab another drink, come back when the football is back on. So, people, I'm trying to figure it out, but please understand, that's just syndication, baby. We're going yeah. live. It's the sixth season of Punk Pass. <laughs> I apologize. If it really upsets you that much, let me know. I'm trying to figure it out. We've addressed the French ads. That's a whole other thing. But we're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. Jeez. Jeez. Hot. I'm hot on a Tuesday morning. Woo, okay. Coming in hot. All right. It's first down. Let's go three and out. I want reactions from the Georgia scrimmage. Okay. Georgia, okay. the defending national champions. The first scrimmage, Coach Smart comes out, really wasn't pleased with the defense, says we're lacking some leadership, challenges them, which I think is essentially par for the course, especially with how much. Georgia lost on the defensive side of the ball last season. But you and I were both there. We were both in person. I saw you on the field. I know a couple of people caught your eye. Uh, the season's right around the corner, man. That scrimmage really kind of told the coaching staff and everybody who was there what Georgia's got heading into week one. Yeah, so, you know, like you said, the theme coming out of the first scrimmage was the offense dominated, especially on third down. Um, they just could, you know, defense just couldn't get the offense off the field. So, um, you know, watching the scrimmage from the sideline, got to get a good feel. You know, I, I thought it was pretty back and forth. You know, the offense made a few plays, defense made a few plays, got a few turnovers. Um, you know, one guy who I saw made a, a fantastic play right there in front of us uh, was Kamari Lasseter, you yeah. know, at corner. Um, a post ball went up. I mean, he basically runs the route you know, for the receiver, catches it over his shoulder and then turns, goes up field, you know, early whistle in the scrimmage, but I mean, was about to make a heck of a play. So, um, man, that was awesome. And then turning on the film uh, yesterday, watching it through, you know, when you're staying on the sideline, you can't quite see it, but Jalen Carter was just an absolute yeah, he's beast. A monster. Oh my monster. gosh. You know, so we saw a couple balls get thrown away, this and that. And then, you, you know, you don't really know why on the field because it's just kind of tough to tell what's going on. You go watch the film. I mean, he's in the backfield every single play. Absolute monster. No doubt. Um, I thought it was great to see the defense's intensity. They were fired up from the first snap. They responded to the challenge that was out there. I thought they probably got the best um, of the two offense because, you know, it's always 1D versus 2O and it's 1O yep. versus 2D. So Jalen Carter going up against the two offensive line, I mean, forget about it. He's going to be one of the top it. NFL draft prospects. I want to ask you a question, though. You mentioned Kamari Lasseter flashing, essentially running her out for Lab McConkey and then making a great interception on a post yep. ball. Is that because the defense has seen the offense for a month straight? Um, I mean, they have to know at some point exactly what the play calls are coming. Um, they're fired up. They're trying to answer the challenge from the coaching staff. That's not necessarily on the quarterback, on the receiver, or necessarily just a great play from Kamari. It could be a little bit of a mixture of all three things. He had a tip off, and and he knew exactly what was coming. Is that fair to say as a former quarterback? Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, you know, kind of yes and no to your question, you know, is but for that specific play i would say it was a, a great job great skill set great talent by kamari sure. there because you know that that was a post the ball's up in the air for 40 yards you know he didn't know pre-snap before the plate he's running a post ball yeah. now if, if he had seen a certain split um and uh, a certain receiver set and then jumps a route okay then you would say all right hey he's seen that a couple times you know let's stay away from this hey you know let's even try to double move him right here um and you know something along those lines but i, I just thought you know he made a heck of a play you know that, that was just a, a ball play and he he went up and he made it 
Well, he needs to step up because Keely Ringo uh, has to be one of the best man corners in the country coming off of his unbelievable 2021 campaign. You would assume that he really won't be challenged that much uh, week in and week out. I would think and tell me if I'm wrong that coach Muschamp and coach Schumann are going to put him man coverage on the best receiver week in and week out and then scheme the defensive backfield around that scenario. So Kamari to your point, yep. is going to have a lot of challenges. And if he's oh, long yeah. enough, which he is, he's got an unbelievable frame, and he's fast enough and has his head on his shoulders, uh, he's going to have a lot of opportunity to make some big splash plays throughout the season. Right, yeah. You know, with with Keeley, it, it's kind of like a, a good thing, you know, we're not talking about Keeley because then, you know, something would have showed up in the scrimmage. You know? For sure. But For because, sure. you know, he, he slipped your mind and you didn't see him, okay, well, you know, he did his job, he's on lock, Nobody tested him, you know, because he is who he is, you know. Um, and so, you know, like you said, Kamara's going to get a lot of balls thrown his way. You know, it's going to have to step up. But going back to Keeley, uh, yeah, I, I, he's a great player. I would kind of man him up, you know, and put him wherever you need to do him, you know, wherever you need to put him. Yeah. Um, because he's full capable of doing that. The, you know, the frames on those guys. Keeley is huge. Looks like a linebacker. Yeah, runs like man, a wide receiver. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's I'm, crazy. I'm working out with him the other morning and, and I walk by him. I'm like, dude. You're a whole lot bigger than oh, his you? neck. I mean, he oh looks like a linebacker. It's, yeah. um, it's wild. Defense, I, I thought, had a really good scrimmage. I think that shows good signs of development throughout camp. Let's go to the offensive side of the ball for just a moment. I think the 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 beauty of the offensive side of the ball for Georgia is that the coaching staff, and, and to a point, the players know what they have. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of guys return. Stetson still in the fold. Todd Munkin back as the offensive coordinator. Um, I was really looking from a situational football standpoint, four-minute offense, goal line offense, what they were lining up in, who was getting the opportunities. Uh, unfortunate news about Andrew Paul tearing his ACL. That running back room's kind of getting a little thin. Kendall Milton did not scrimmage. Yep. He has the hamstring that he's still battling back from, but it looked like on the sideline he was running around okay. I don't yeah, think they're yeah, too think, worried. Yep about him not being available for week one. Um, but you cannot, and, and this is not hyperbole, you cannot ignore the talent at the tight end position. It, it is an embarrassment of riches. You get down into the goal line situations, and you're like, um, what do you do if you're on the defensive right. side of the ball? And yeah. you have to think Stetson feels pretty good when he's in those situations. Yep. No, you, you got mismatches. I mean, you got it all. I mean, you know, you can do certain personnel packages. You know, you can put all four or five of them out there all right, hey, you know, if if they stay in a, a smaller personnel set, the defense does, you run the football, it's easy. I mean, those guys are just as talented as they are catching the football. They, I mean, they're just as talented at being physical and moving yeah. a defender in the run game, you know? So, you know, hey, if they're staying small, run the ball. If they, you know, go big, I mean, spread them out wide, get your mismatch, and, you know, hey, let's go play backyard football because they cannot cover those guys at all. No, you're totally right. Speaking of mismatch, like Brock Bowers, obvious freak athlete. You can put him in the backfield. You can split him out. You can put his hand on the ground. Darnell Washington looks like an NBA center out there. I mean, yeah. forget about it. He can box out, <laughs> toss it up, see what happens. Um, Eric Gilbert, we all know the freak athleticism that he has. I think he's yep. going to be a nightmare if he finds some consistency this season. But a guy who flashed for me was Oscar Dell, freshman, West Forsyth. I mean, this kid looks like a mini block, Brock Bowers, excuse me. Um, it's awesome. So it's really good to see. I thought Brock Vandergriff had a great throw to Don Blaylock, like a 60-yard catch and yep. run. That was high energy. I think Carson Beck looks the part. Um, he looks like a prototypical quarterback, tall, commanding of the pocket. He can spin the ball as well. 
I would think he's the number two heading into the season. I, I don't yep. know. I didn't see enough. You might know more, but it looks like, you know, he stayed. He could have easily transferred after this year. Mm-hmm. I think he is the solidified number two heading into the season. I think Coach Munkin um, has that confidence in him as well. So I hope the running back room is healthy. It seems like they're kind of um, making sure of that heading into week one with the injuries they've had to deal with. Wide receivers. You know, A.D. Mitchell looks the part as well. Kiaris twisted the ankle, but he should be okay. It didn't seem too serious. Tight ends are crazy. Offensive line looks the part. You know, Georgia's offense is going to be the strength of the team heading into yeah. this season. Yeah, I mean, you know, what what makes Georgia and Alabama, Georgia and Alabama is their depth. So, you know, being able to, you know, have a guy, a few guys banged up, even in a scrimmage when you're going against each other, being able to roll the next guy in, you know, and have the same kind of uh, productivity, you know, from him you know, that's just the, the kind of making of a good football team. So yeah, it's just definitely going to show up this fall and, and going to help them out for sure. Yeah. That depth is key. One last thing I'll touch on uh, special teams. You know, this is going to be a big part of Georgia's success in 2022. The punting seemed a little bit better. I got to see Brett Thorson punt for the first time. He's got a big leg. You know, the key is consistency there. I think he'll develop that hopefully throughout the season and just help the defense out. You know, don't kick touchbacks when you don't need to uh, 45 yards is plenty enough help the defense out they they will rely on you we're going to miss jay camarda i'm just telling you right now jay camarda was an absolute freak last year and then field goals i saw a lot of missed field goals on saturday uh enough to make me kind of question the operation uh are the holders being consistent it looked like the snaps were pretty on par but man you got to make points people are going to be fired up when they play georgia this year so consistency 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 when it comes to special teams it's tough to replicate those real life game situations though during a scrimmage it just is that's how it goes you're not really full rush some of your timing can get thrown off uh, those guys are going to get thrown to the fire week 1 in mercedes benz i think jack podlesny at the field goal position will certainly be able to put some points on the board all right let's go to second down we touched on it in the show open week 0 is here jake does week zero it's do it for here. you? I mean, is it an appetizer <laughs> that you would order on the menu or would you just, you know, rather get another drink, have one more weekend off of football, maybe go see a high school game and then really get tuned up for week one, which is next week. What are your thoughts on week zero in general? So, you know, staying on your analogy, I love to eat. So okay. any, yeah. any kind of food, you know, is good for me, you know, Hey, I, you know, no, no offense to, you know, the, the Vandys and the Nebraska's, you know, you would like it to be kind of a, a, a bigger game, but Hey, sure. man, I, you know, food is food. Football is football. Let's go eat. I agree with that. Um, I, I do agree that we do have one big 10 matchup, Nebraska against Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland. A year ago, Nebraska beat Northwestern 56 to seven. Uh, the line right now, Nebraska is a 12 point favorite. The total is 50 and a half. I think this will be a cool game to watch on TV. It's at Croke Park in Dublin, a beautiful city. If you've never been there, unbelievable atmosphere as well Two. You know, I mean, Nebraska is certainly a historic program. Northwestern's a historic school, I guess, institution. Um, So we'll see. Scott Frost, Pat Fitzgerald. Look, this game kicks off at 1230 on Saturday. If you're not watching it, you must be out of the house. If I'm in the house, (laughs) this game will be on TV. So it's Big Ten action. A lot of hype has been around the Big Ten lately with some offseason news. I don't know. I mean, Scott Frost, I would take Nebraska. I'd probably lay the 12 points. Um, It's going to be a good primer to get us ready because next Thursday – we get hit in the mouth with some really good games, and then it's yep. Thursday to Monday night 
wall-to-wall action Labor Day weekend. So I'm excited for that one. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory-certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. But the other big game, I think, is on the island. Vanderbilt, an SEC team, heads out to Hawaii to take on the Rainbow Warriors. Vanderbilt, this is crazy. Six and a half point favorite? I don't know. I like Hawaii at home. Give me the points plus six and a half. The total is 55. I don't really have a feel on that. But Clark Lee heading into his second season as Vanderbilt's head coach. They need to do better than two wins this year. Sure. Do you think oh, yeah. that they can, you know, start off with some energy and go knock off Hawaii on the island? I, look, I, I think they really need to. You know, I, I think it's tough. You know, week zero still early in camp, going all the way across the country. But I mean, yeah. I think they need to. I mean, they got to start off on a on a good foot. You know, I know the you know second year head coach wants to start off good. Um, you know, for the season, and uh, I think really think they need to. Uh, going back to the Northwestern. Uh, and Nebraska game. So check this out. I was, I was doing some research on this in 2018 Northwestern had a record of nine and five in an yeah. even year in 2019, they went three and nine, 2027 okay. and two, 2021, three and nine. So this is an even year. Okay. They're going to beat Nebraska. I like that. That <laughs> is what we bring to punt and pass. I love that trend. Even here, Northwestern <laughs> football is going to win more games and they lose. I tell you what, if they do win, Scott Frost will be on the hottest of hot seats possible. Casey Thompson, the transfer from Texas, is going to be yep. the starting quarterback at Nebraska. So a lot of storylines there. Okay. Yeah, you know, Even new OC, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's a lot going on. You know, they're week zero. So in my opinion, I think it really kind of hurts the development of the team and camp because, you know, you, you're getting off, you know, what's getting you better mm-hmm. uh, earlier, getting the game week earlier. You know, game weeks are great now for the players, but I really think you need to develop a little bit more. So, you know, I, I don't know. Things could be a little shaky start, you know. For I like Nebraska. it. I like it. Um, and then back to the Vandy Hawaii game. Hawaii's head coach is Tommy Chang. Tommy Chang was the early 2000s Hawaii quarterback, obviously coached by June Jones. That's when Hawaii late night would be putting up 60 points a game. You couldn't stop the offense. Check out these stats, Jake. Tommy Chang, 17,000 passing yards and 117 touchdowns in four years at Hawaii. So I will most certainly be watching that Hawaii Vanderbilt game, 1030 Eastern kickoff but i'm right there with you hey week zero ease us into the season it's a nice little precursor to labor day weekend i will take football whenever i can get it so we'll enjoy saturday i'm gonna i guess i'm taking the 12 points with northwestern now you just talked me into it and then i'll take (laughs) the six and a half with hawaii 
as well. Those are the two games that I have circled. There's about 11 other games. I think there's 13 or 12 games total in week zero. All right, let's go to uh, third down. Excuse me, third down. Two quick pieces of news here that I, I just have to get off my chest. One, Urban Meyer going back to Fox's big noon kickoff. Are you kidding me? I mean, Urban Meyer, after a disastrous tenure as the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach, gets ousted midseason. Unbelievable rumor mill, unbelievable headlines that were coming out about how he treated his players, how he treated his coaching staff, how he treated everybody around that franchise. Then, of course, they play the Thursday night game. He does not fly home with the team, which is the craziest thing of all time. And then he is on camera at a bar in Columbus, Ohio, getting rubbed on against a young 20 blonde something. I mean, Jake, how on earth is this guy so shameless that he just continues to get opportunity after opportunity? Now, if you turn on Channel 5 and you're in the Atlanta area at 10 a.m. on a Saturday, he's going to be in your living room. Give me a break. What is going on here? Blows my mind. It's crazy. That that one's crazy to me, you know, and – just, I mean, what a debacle of a, of a season. And then, you know, all that stuff, the bar situation, waitress, you know, like you said, waitress just players. And then, you know, apparently he didn't know who like some players in the league were, you know, the example was like Aaron Donald, you know, didn't who, Oh, we have to block this 99 guy. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that guy's uh, pretty yeah. good. He's no, kicking no, no, ass. No, no. Who's that? You're like yeah. the best player in the league. You idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, man, I blows my mind. And then, you know, look, this is just crazy to me, you know, you know, already, you know, he's a a Florida guy and Ohio state guy, you know, don't really like that. And yeah, no, it just doesn't, doesn't sit well. So it was said that like he was calling his entire assistant coaching staff, a bunch of losers and that he's a winner. Uh, It was reported and charges I think were filed or against the NFLPA. Josh Lambeau, the place kicker said he got kicked by urban. Yeah. Uh, pre-practice warm-up. And then I have to get your thoughts on this because you played in the NFL. You were on away team trips. You were on the planes. Win, lose, or draw, okay? Win, lose, or draw, unless it is a extreme family emergency or like a pre-planned family emergency. Every ass in that franchise is on that plane heading back to your home facility. The fact that the head coach did not fly back with the team. And not only did he not fly back, gets on camera at a bar after the game that night. It is honestly one of the most mind-blowing, baffling occurrences that I have ever seen in any level of football. Yet he did not get fired after that. He kept coaching. He was 2-11. and Then he got axed after that. That right there, Jake, tells me everything I need to know. And then even better, his excuse was like exactly what a player would say if a player got caught in that situation. It was like, hey, dude, that's not how it works. That was crazy town. Now Fox is like, yeah, dude, come on back. Take this seat next to Rob Stone, Matt Liner, Brady Quinn, Reggie Bush, and let's welcome you back into American living rooms. Mind blown. How? Yeah. I, it, and unless, you know, you, you have been in that, you know, football realm of traveling with the team and away games, you know, you wouldn't understand how big a deal it's, that it's, is it's not huge. to travel back with the team. I mean, that that is huge. I mean, big deal, big deal, big deal. crazy big deal. stuff. Do you watch uh, Big New Kickoff? Or are you more of a game day guy? I mean, I'm a game day guy, but I don't, I'm not locked in. It's just on in the background, maybe donuts yeah. with the girls, you know, checking out prize picks or whatever it might be, getting yeah. ready for that noon kickoff. But um, Urban Meyer, like, no, thanks. I won't be watching it. I won't be watching it. I'm good. Game day. I'm good, too. All right. Uh, last thing. 
This is like third and a half down. Oregon rumored <laughs> to be interested in joining the Big Ten. I feel like these news storylines will continue to come out. Every team is interested in not being in the Pac-12 or the ACC or yeah. the Big 12. Uh, but yeah, Oregon reportedly interested in joining the Big Ten. Big Ten potentially eyeing going to 20 teams. A school like Oregon certainly would be a good fit. They want to follow the likes of Southern Cal, UCLA. Why? It would really ease the burden on those teams on the West Coast from a scheduling perspective, and they don't want to be left behind. I mean, Oregon does not want to be left behind. Phil Knight, yeah, he does not want to be left holding the bag trying to figure out where they can fit in. Again, I think Notre Dame is that poker chip that holds everything in the fray, waiting to see where everybody decides to go, um, and then we'll see what happens. But these storylines are going to continue to come up. I bet you I bet you. leading up to week one against Georgia, SEC might be rumored as well. Who knows? But, you know, conference realignment, let's just get it done and move on, okay? Get it done and move on. Yeah, I, right. I think I think nobody wants to get left out. And then uh, I, I I think once one or one or two teams start going, I think all the chips will fall and it'll be kind of quick, one and done, all the dust will settle. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, you know, to that point, SEC now rumored to be pretty much going to a nine-game conference schedule once Texas and Oklahoma officially jump over. I think that's the right move. You hear Nick Saban, you hear Kirby Smart, they're proponents of it. Um, it would help teams in the East play out west meaning georgia has not played in college station yet texas a&m has been a member of the sec since 2012 uh it will help when georgia does go to austin when georgia does go to norman uh, or any of the other teams florida uh tennessee alabama coming out i mean it, it will be better i think that's the right move um i don't see the sec going to 20 teams but jake who the hell knows college football is changing by the minute so we'll be uh right at the floor we'll be tip of the spear right here on punt and pass. All right, let's wrap things up. Let's go inside the five next week. Inside the five will be five picks against the spread or totals right here. We'll keep tabs on it all season long past couple seasons. I've been right around 60%, which is pretty damn good. So I'm fired up okay. to get going in that regard. I'm taking both dogs this week. I just said it. Jake talked me in to Northwestern plus 12. It's an even numbered year. And then I like <laughs> Hawaii on Island plus six and a half, but couple more news storylines outside of college football. Dude, I need your thoughts on this. This is almost as crazy as Urban Meyer not flying back with the team. Tom Brady just got back to Bucks training camp yesterday. He had missed the last 11 days of training camp. It's rumored that he was on a family vacation. Um, remember, he did take a quick retirement in the yep. offseason. I would have to imagine that this trip was planned during that month and a half retirement. And I would have to imagine that his wife, Giselle Bunchen, said, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh we're going on that family vacation. Any thoughts here? What do you think the locker room reaction is to this? Yeah, if it was anybody other than Tom Brady, I, I don't think this would have gone over uh, as well. But, you know, he is the GOAT. You know, you just you just get different, you know, privileges being kind of... and, and that, That's quite having, the privilege. Oh, yeah. 11 days, training camp, gone. Starting quarterback. What is going on? Look, I have no idea. You know, if and, you were the backup quarterback in Tampa, what are your thoughts? I'm thankful to be getting more reps. Uh, I, I hope look, I get more reps you, during preseason. Or like, what's your thought process? I, honestly, I'd be like, hey, he can do what he can do. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm gonna enjoy my reps that I'm getting, and you know, my development, and I'm gonna try to be ready. You know, because he's not gonna play forever. Well, you know, hopefully, maybe I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't maybe. Know. I don't know, but I, you know, whenever he's done playing, I want to make sure that I'm, you know, as developed as I can be to be the guy. And I'm thankful for the reps. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's all you can really say. 
execute during practice yeah. reps, uh, play well in the preseason, yeah. gain the trust of the coaching staff. And like, tell Tom, yeah, tell Tom, take three compete. more days. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're yeah. not going to quote unquote compete, you know, for the starting job, but at least you're getting more reps than you would have been getting because, you know, guys like him want to take all the reps they can get. 11 days off. And then there was a rumor. I saw this. The uh, because singer? Yes. So yeah. he signed a $350 million yep. contract with Fox to be a broadcaster on their yep. NFL coverage as soon as he's done playing. Yeah. Um, and the rumor was because the timing worked out yeah. that maybe he had signed an agreement to be on the masked singer, which is on Fox. Okay. Yep. They are currently filming the next season of the masked singer. People put the pieces together. People said, is Tom Brady not at Bucks training camp because he's filming the mass singer? Did he have a contractual obligation that he could not get out of? Now, look, if that contractual obligation was hinging on $350 million, you bet your ass he's not at training camp, okay? <laughs> but I think it's since been debunked. Uh, he's back at training camp. It sounds like he was on a family vacation. If it does come out that he was on the mass singer, that would be interesting nonetheless. One more Tom Brady thing. Dana White was on the Gronkowski podcast. Did you see this? And Dana uh, yeah. White came out and said, hey, remember when Tom Brady was on that LeBron show called like The Shop and he's sitting there and he's talking about, you know, while I was a free agent, I was in talks with this one team. I thought I was going to sign there and they decided yeah. to stick with their keep own quarterback. Guy, and they were yeah. like, you're going to keep that guy. Yeah. So now Dana White comes out and says, I, Dana White, was negotiating and at the finish line with John Gruden and the Las Vegas Raiders to bring Brady and Gronk to the Raiders the year the Bucks won the Super Bowl. At the last second, John Gruden blew the whole thing up, and it didn't happen. He wanted to keep Derek Carr. That's crazy. Like, yeah, Dana White does not have any reason to lie about that scenario. Yeah, I the mean. Dots, the dots do connect around, like, the yep. timing and, and all the comments, but John Gruden's a psychopath. I don't know why that would ever happen. Yeah, I, that's great. I mean, just the what if scenarios. I mean, that that would have been nuts, you know. And and you know, Dana White, you know, I mean, he has no dog in this fight, and there's no, no. reason for him just to make this up out of yeah. nowhere to to get more clicks or something, you know. So that's that's crazy to think about, you know. Like, wow, well, you know, what if he was a Raider? I think um, I think the right decision was made, um, and Tom Brady and Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich and the Buccaneers as a whole were a much better fit for him. I don't think Tom Brady and John Gruden would have gotten along. And yeah. here is exactly why John Gruden nixed that at the final minute, because Tom Brady is a bigger deal than John Gruden. John uh -huh. Gruden is an egotistical, narcissistic, you know, psychopath. Seriously, ask anybody. Uh, yeah, and no, I'm just I, telling you right now. He goes, oh, my God, I'm going to be second fiddle to Brady. I can't have this going on. I guarantee you that's what was happening. Oh, just imagine the, you know, the the QB room, the brainstorm session, you know, and, and you know, Gruden oh. throws up like his best, you know, longest word play, you know, that he has. And Brady's like, ah, nah, I don't want to do that. I want to call it this or do this, you know, like just just the, the level of pride and egos in that room, you know, huh? that would have been that would have been something be combative. That can definitely should have been be a Netflix series. Combative. No doubt. No doubt. Um. Speaking of Netflix series, let's think about Hard Knocks for two seconds. I saw this last night on Pro Football Talk. Dan Campbell, our boy from Hard Knocks, <laughs> uh, the boy. head coach of the Detroit Lions. Did you see what they did yesterday for practice? Did not. Nope. So Dan Campbell and the coaches did not do practice. The players led practice, meaning every single assistant coach was out there on the field. 
didn't say one thing to the entire team. The players got to run the entire two-hour practice. I can't wait to see what it looks like on Hard Knocks. HBO has to love this guy. They have to be like, this guy is a content king. Everybody's going to be tuning in. But think about that, Jake, with your experience in the NFL. Are you serious? During a training camp, getting ready for a preseason game, the coaching staff goes, hey, guys, you guys run practice. We'll be out there watching. Honestly, as bizarre as it sounds. You like it. It is actually much easier than you think. As long as there's a, a script and you got someone to blow the horn and the plays already scripted out. And, yeah. and even, even for the quarterback you know, situation, I mean, you, you could just run a couple of move the field periods and just call it on your own. You know, be you know great for the quarterbacks to develop and hey, headset goes out. Sometimes, yeah. man, you just got to go call stuff. Yeah. And I I it, it's I think it would have it's an easier idea and 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 for the practice to be run than than, than you would think no doubt I, I i would agree with you and i bet you the players are kind of like hey this is cool you know i don't have coaches up my ass the entire time yeah. um we get to execute we get to hold each other accountable maybe keep the legs a little bit fresher in that situation so again i can't wait to see what that looks like on hard knocks Last thing, Tour Championship Week in Atlanta. Um, top 30 players from the PGA Tour season are teeing it up at Eastlake. They're going to be giving out a ton of money for the FedEx Cup. Scotty Scheffler starting at number one. I think Will Zalatoris is number two. Um, any plans to go out there? Do you like watching the FedEx Cup and the Tour Championship? It's weird how it starts out. Like Scotty Scheffler starts out yep. at 10 under. Zalatoris yep. starts out at eight under. I think there's two or three Georgia Bulldogs. Sepp Straka made it this year which was awesome for Big yep. Ox to get in there. He's exempt for the Masters next year, even though he won, of course, the Honda Classic. So he was already exempt. But, um, yeah, you know, they moved this event up a week. It used to be Labor Day weekend in Atlanta, and it would coincide with the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic. So they've moved this up a week. PJ Trying Tour to get wanted, more views. Yeah, yep. PJ Tour wanted to get out of the way of football. But yeah. I'll be watching it. If anybody has hospitality passes, hit up Jake and I. We'll come hang out. Absolutely. You kidding no me? Doubt. I would love to hang out. He's like, hey, uh, what, do you, what do you think about the way they kind of stagger it and, and start it? Do you like it, not like it? I mean, curious on your thoughts of it. You know, it's interesting. Um I do agree that good play throughout the entire season, like Scotty should be rewarded somehow. Yes. Yes. It's like a NASCAR pole position. You know what I mean? Like it is, if you're yes. I, I, so I do agree with that. I think the scoring is a little weird. Um, maybe, maybe it could just be monetarily. Right. So like, Hey, Scotty Scheffler's number one heading into East Lake. He's going to get a bonus of X amount. Go play golf. Right. Like, I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you earned a yeah. bonus and now everybody can go play for a massive prize. But um, it's it's weird from a wagering standpoint. I know that much. Like yeah. people want to handicap this and it's like how the hell Rom starting four strokes back. Yeah. Um, Xander Shopley, who's been really good at East Lake in years past, has yep. a five shot deficit on first day. So um, it makes for good TV, though. I- I'll yep. be watching it. So it will be good. And I will be watching it if the weather's nice. Outside with my Rectech grill. That's right. You know absolutely. that we absolutely love Rectech here at Punt and Pass. They have come on so strong as a new presenting sponsor. This giveaway that they're doing through Punt and Pass has been absolutely lights out. We have thousands of entries already. Remember, Rectech is giving away an RT1250 wood pellet smoker, a grill cover for that smoker, a 20 quart Rectech icer cooler, 80 pounds of Rectech ultimate blend wood pellets, and a rub and sauce. Bundle. Rectech will also be on the scene at the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic games in Atlanta. They'll be between Centennial Olympic Park and Mercedes-Benz Stadium. 
They'll be live out there grilling and chilling, doing giveaways as well. Go meet the Rec Tech team. Try some amazing food. If you're walking around, you will definitely be able to smell them. Rectech.com, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Rectech underscore official. They got an unbelievable YouTube page and a Facebook channel as well. When you head over to Rectech.com, Check out their ultimate home gate or tailgate bundles. You have to. They're on sale right now. You will win in 2022. You will be the king of the football season on the weekends when you fire up your Rec Tech. So thank you so much, Rec Tech, for being an unbelievable presenting sponsor of Punt and Pass. That giveaway, we will be announcing the winner before or maybe right after September 3rd, which, of course, is that Georgia-Oregon game where Jody Flanagan at BBQ Dad Jody will be out there with the Rec Tech team getting everybody activated before Georgia, Oregon, and Clemson, Georgia Tech. So go to follow Rec Tech on social media, rectech.com, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Anything on the way out, my man? Dude, don't miss out on the Rec Tech, man. I know. You want to, you know, you you don't want to be that guy, but in this situation, you want to be that guy. Absolutely. The There's no question about that. And if you do want to be that guy extra, uh, go follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. Jake is at from Jake. Puntandpass.com for all things college football. And we will talk to you next week, week one in the fold. See you. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.